Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala states قُلْ بِفَضْلِ اللَّهِ وَبِرَحْمَتِهِ فَبِذَلِكَ فَلْيَفْرَحُوا هُوَ خَيْرٌ مِمَّا يَجْمَعُونَ The believer should rejoice in the blessings which he and she receives from the Creator, from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And out of all of the blessings that we have, the spiritual blessings are far greater than the physical blessings. Your physical blessings will come to an end with your life. You have hair, you get old, you lose hair. You have very nice skin, you get old. Your skin is not so good. You have good eyesight, you get old. It's not so good anymore. You have a sharp memory, very intelligent, you get old, your memory is not as it was before. And so that is temporary. So we should thank Allah for these. Allah has blessed us with physical favors. And these are important because they are what um, allows us to channel or journey through, through, through life. But the spiritual favors that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us, those are eternal. Your belief in Him, that is an eternal favor. It is with you in this life. It will be with you at the time of death. Allah says, That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes firm those who believe in this life and in the hereafter. What is making firm, ulama say, is that you think of Allah at your time of death. And you leave this world testifying that there is no God but Allah and that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam is his messenger. And so this is an eternal favor. Having Iman is something that will be, it is a gift that is with you until for eternity. Because it is with you in this life, it will be with you at the time of your death, it will be with you in your grave. When you are questioned by the angels, Man Rabbuk, who is your Lord? Madinuk, what was your way of life? What do you say about this man that was sent among you? And so the believer will respond that Rabbi Allah, my Lord is Allah. Deen al-Islam, my way of life is Islam, submission to Allah. And the man that was sent as a messenger to us is Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And then with this Iman, a person will be successful on the day of Qiyamah in their judgment. And with this belief, a person will be able to enter paradise eternally and be saved from the wrath and anger of Allah and punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala eternally and so alhamdulillah we should rejoice and be pleased for these blessings we are living through these days of ramadan days and nights of ramadan these days and nights are blessed we don't realize it okay we enjoy ramadan for certain aspects None of it has to do with, I'm talking about myself, not all of you, mashallah. 
everybody has a different experience of Ramadan. But I think for myself, <coughs> and those of you who have the same experience can maybe just not. So I know that we're all in the same boat. I don't really enjoy Ramadan because of closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's the community aspect, right? And the getting together for worship and getting together for iftar. And, and this is what we actually enjoy. Because it's motivating to see, you know, uh, to come together with brothers and sisters and worship all together. But there is very little thought in that worship. Very little connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When we stood in Taraweeh, we're shuffling. <laughs> After, <laughs> uh, okay, the first maybe two, three uh, sets, okay, we're concentrating and everything, and then we get tired. Uh, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is uh, merciful. And Rasulullah says that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives all previous sins of the believer if they fast with two conditions. Imanan, believing that they will receive reward. You have to believe in your heart that Allah is going to grant me the reward he promised. I just have to fulfill the bargain on my side. Right? Fulfill the conditions on my side. I will fast. And in that time, I will try as much as possible to stay away from sin. And I'll do my best in worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in these days and nights of, of Ramadan. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, if you believe that Allah will reward you, then Allah will do so. What is the reward of, of, of fasting Ramadan? Ramadan is the month of patience. And the reward of patience is nothing but paradise. And so yes, you have to endure the, you know, the hunger, the thirst, the mental fatigue, the lack of sleep. But all of this is what? A person should do it happily because you are doing it to get closer to Allah. You are sacrificing for Allah. And so don't think about how painful it is. But think about how pleasing it is to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is the relationship of our relationship as servants of Allah. Is that that is the relationship of the, the lover with the beloved. Is that you will work hard to please the one that, that you love. And how many blessings we are enjoying every moment of our life from Allah. <laughs> Allah didn't ask us to stop breathing in Ramadan. Or stop looking in Ramadan. Or stop speaking in Ramadan. <laughs> or stop socializing in Ramadan. All of that is permissible. And so all of these are blessings which we are enjoying. And so the little bit of pain, the little bit of fatigue, the little bit of sacrifice... We should do it willingly. Learn to do it willingly. It's difficult. But when you think about it and you say, I am doing it for Allah. And I'm doing it in order to get a stronger command and control over my 
my desires, my physical desires, because these are the things that are potentially going to destroy us. Is this animal that we have inside of ourselves? Every person has these the qualities of an animal, not not a real <laughs> animal. The qualities of an animal. We like to eat. We like to drink. Sleep. And so these things are what keep us busy from being spiritual and from connecting with Allah and from preparing for paradise. Paradise is an eternal life guaranteed. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made a promise in the Quran and time and time again he says Allah does not break his promise. Who is more truthful in speech than Allah? Than the one who created you. And he says, I have prepared for you a place that no eye has ever seen. No ear has ever heard of. No mind could ever contemplate and think of. How do we gain that? By being obedient to Allah. We have accepted Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as our Lord and Creator and Provider and the only one worthy of worship. We have accepted Rasulullah as his Prophet and Messenger. And so when we have accepted all of these things, then now we have to fall in line. Obey Allah. Obey the Messenger. If you do that, you will be successful in this life and in the hereafter. And so anyway, Alhamdulillah, Allah allowed us to live through this Blessed month of Ramadan. Look how many people in our community who did not see Ramadan. Allah did not allow them. And ourselves, we do not know. We have no guarantee. And we say this lightly. You know, we say it just, we don't know if we're going to live to see next Ramadan. We don't know if we're going to live to see. But in our minds, we're kind of... <laughs> We've, we've signed a contract of 10 years at least. <laughs> Next 10 Ramadan, I know. <laughs> the only time we will truly regret is when that time of death comes. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, حَتَّى إِذَا جَاءَ أَحَدَهُمُ الْمَوْتُ قَالَ رَبِّ ارْجِعُونِ لَعَلِّي أَعْمَلُ صَالِحًا فِي مَا تَرَكْتِ When the time of death comes, a person begins to implore Allah. He says, my Lord, allow me to return to the world. Give me a little more time. Not to look after my children and my family. Not to secure the last few deals that I had <laughs> before dying. Not uh, to enjoy any of the pleasures of this world. To do righteous deeds. Allah says, Kalla, that will never be. Innaha kalimatun huwa qailuha. Allah says, you will surely say this at the time of your death. But no attention will be given to it. It's over. And so this is the time to do righteous deeds. 
But shaitan doesn't want us to. See, shaitan is our biggest enemy. Shaitan is going to hellfire. He is cursed. He has been pushed away from the mercy of Allah. He cannot hope for the mercy of Allah. And so he's working very hard day and night. Not on his own. He has an army of shayateen working for him. Day and night. Effortlessly. It comes, it's natural. He doesn't have, you know, it's not like he has a family and then he's got, he's got this to do on the side. No, 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 no. All of his energy is spent in this. He doesn't have to think about it. He's made a promise to Allah. I will work and do my best in order to take your servants into hellfire. And how does he do that? When you become ungrateful to Allah, you have followed the path of shaitan. But in this month of Ramadan, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does what? He locks away the big shayateen. And so we will not get this opportunity again. This is for sure. You will not get day number 21 of Ramadan in uh, 2022 ever again once this day is gone it's gone with the good that you have done and it's gone with the bad and evil that you have done and it will not return it will come back as a witness against you on the day of Qiyamah either witness for you or witness against you on the day of Qiyamah and so we need to take control of take control of our lives don't let shaitan pull us away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How long are we going to continue in this path? Just eating and drinking and being happy and merry. And even then we're not happy and we're not satisfied. And every time we're looking for the next thing that is going to make us satisfied. How long? So my dear brothers and sisters, this is the final, you know, the final portion of the game, Ramadan. We want to concentrate our efforts so that we become from those that are forgiven by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Rasulullah informed us that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala delivers people from hellfire, frees people from hellfire every day and night of Ramadan every day and night of Ramadan people are being freed from hellfire meaning this person will not enter hellfire that's it person is getting what a guarantee from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and so we should work for that and this is not only for exclusive for Sahaba it is for every generation that will come and there are people who are being saved from hellfire. And there are people who are getting the guarantee of paradise in this blessed month of Ramadan. But these people are not those who are sitting one foot over the other and just well wishing. When it comes to dunya, we work very hard. Small things, we work very hard. And we say, if you don't work hard, you're not going to get anything. And if, 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 someone, if someone happens to say, well, it is Allah that provides. Yes, brother, Allah provides, but it's not 
You have to work. That is true or not? Now we all know the hadith. Rely on Allah and tie your camel. <laughs> we all know it? Yes. And we all state this hadith. But that also applies to what? To the matters of akhirah. Not only just dua, ya Allah, dua, dua. Yes, dua is very good. Supplicating is what? Is worship. But you have to make the sacrifices along with the dua. And you have to commit along with the dua. Certain people, you say, brother, you know, come to the masjid or brother, we should pray salah, brother, you should give up this. Even Make dua for me, brother. Allah guide us. Guidance does, does not come. Allah says, Those who take the path of guidance are guided by Allah. And so we need to show Allah that we are serious about things. You just want, Allah says in the Quran, not me. Allah says, you want paradise just like this? I'm hasib to man tadkhulul jannah? Just like that, you think? Because you are born and your father's name is Ali and your mother's name is Fatima. And that's it, you get paradise? That is the claim of other nations. Just because we are this and just because we are that, we will enter paradise. Allah says, that is not the case. Paradise is earned through what? Belief and righteous deeds. By committing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He says, بَلَا مَنْ أَسْلَمَ وَجْهَهُ لِلَّهِ وَهُوَ مُحْسِنٌ فَلَهُ أَجْرُهُ عِنْدَ رَبِّهِ Jews claim to go to paradise. Christians claim that they will go to paradise. Muslims claim that we'll go to paradise. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, none of you will enter paradise. <coughs> You want paradise? Submit yourself to Allah, to your Creator, and obey Him and work righteous deeds. Submit yourself to Allah, obey Him, and do righteous deeds. Allah says, then you are guaranteed paradise. It don't matter where you come from, it don't matter your race, your color, your culture, male or female. Young or old, rich or poor, intelligent or not so intelligent. Doesn't matter. Beautiful or not so beautiful. All of these things don't matter to Allah. Two things. Belief. And so we believe, as Muslims, we believe, right? Do you believe Allah is one? We believe that Allah is one. And we believe in the prophets and messengers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yes? And we believe in the revelation of the Quran. And so what did these prophets, prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala teach us? What are their teachings? What did the Rasulullah come with? All of the messengers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. From Adam to Nuh to Ibrahim to Musa to Isa to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa One call. Worship Allah. And you have been placed in this world for a short while. And you are being trialed. And you will return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
and he will judge you for your deeds. <coughs> this is the reality of the world that we are in. And it is a very simple reality. We just complicated our lives. Very complicated. And so in these last 10 days, yes, because we have been fasting throughout Ramadan, the energy levels are quite low. Right? And the lack of sleep. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala expects of us to make a little more sacrifice now. In the beginning of Ramadan, it's easy because you've got that energy. You know, the first few nights you can pray taraweeh, can read Quran, you know, you still have, mashallah, a lot of stock of <laughs> fat around you. Huh? But when you come towards <laughs> the end of Ramadan, it's more difficult. But this is where Allah wants us to make more effort. He says, work harder now. And the one who was most beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and the most pious to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Rasulullah he said, there is no one more righteous than me. Obviously, he's receiving revelation from Allah. So he's in complete, direct contact with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah speaks to him in the Quran. And then he is taken by Angel Jibreel to visit Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Every Ramadan, he goes into i'tikaf. He secludes himself. The last 10 nights of Ramadan, 10 days and nights of Ramadan. He spends them in the masjid, in the mosque. And he deprives himself of, of what? In Ramadan, we are asked to not eat, not drink, and what else? Marital uh, no marital relations. But marital relations, they are not permissible from dawn till, till sunset. After that, it's permissible, right? But for the person who's doing i'tikaf, not permissible. Can't touch your wife, can't kiss your wife, and definitely can't sleep with your wife. Because if you do, your i'tikaf is over. What is that? Even more sacrifice. Ya Allah, I have sacrificed throughout Ramadan, but now I'm going to sacrifice some more. Aisha radiallahu anha says that when the last 10 nights of Ramadan came about, Rasulullah stopped sleeping. No more sleep. And not like us, okay, some of us, alhamdulillah, we manage, you know, because we've got, you know, perhaps we're, we're not working or we work for ourselves and so we can manage our hours. And so what happens, we stay up all night, we say, alhamdulillah, last 10 nights, mashallah, brother, I spend all night in the masjid. Yes, <laughs> but from Fajr until Dhuhr. <laughs> we're weak. The point is what? That Rasulullah understood the importance of this. And as a community, we've given this up. Very few people are actually able to make i'tikaf. The only ones that make i'tikaf are those who are not married and don't have a job. Or maybe they've taken some time off work. Right? But anyway, the blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not exclusive only for those people who are performing i'tikaf. Actually, i'tikaf is something that you can do between salawat. You don't have to do full 10 days. Yes, the recommended time that Rasulullah did was the full 10 days. But what you can do, especially in our masjid, is that you can remain in the mosque 
from the time that you come for Asr, right? So you leave your work, spend some time with your family, and then come to the masjid Asr time, 7 o'clock. And then remain in the masjid until Salatul Fajr. Fajr time. You've got from 7 p.m. <coughs> till about 4.30 or 5. Inshallah, remain in the masjid. Yeah? And so you come, you can have your iftar, break your fast in the masjid, and then worship. And then you can rest here, mashallah, enough ample space in the masjid. You can rest and then wake up, do some more worship. We are uh, offering tahajjud 2 o'clock in the morning. We are gathering for, for tahajjud for approximately 45 minutes to an hour. And then have your suhoor and pray your fajr with jama'ah and then leave. And so then you get what? Throughout that, that night, you get your asr with jama'ah. And then your Maghrib with Jama'ah, and your Isha' with Jama'ah, and then your Fajr with Jama'ah, and you pray your Tarawih with Jama'ah, and you pray your Qiyam and Witr with Jama'ah. And <laughs> if you can soldier it out, then you remain until Shuruq and pray two rak'ah and get the reward of Hajj and Umrah. If you can't stay from Asr all the way until Fajr, then at least. Find the time when you come to the masjid, other than the time for, for tarawih. If you can come for qiyam, good. If you cannot come for qiyam, then stay a little bit extra after tarawih. Come after salatul asr. Stay a little bit after salatul fajr. Right? And the purpose of this is what? We are looking for Laylatul Qadr, the night of power. Uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed a surah in relation to this night. Allah describes it as a blessed night. It is a night where the angels come down in great numbers and amongst them and with them comes down Jibreel alayhi salam. To show the importance of this, of this night, almost like a yearly celebration of the bringing down of the Quran. Because Jibreel alayhi salam has no, no reason to come down anymore. Right? No more revelation. His duty was to bring revelation to prophets and messengers. That job is over. There is no more prophets and messengers. But he comes. And this is one instance that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows him to come down to this world. Because angels don't come of their own. They come through what? The order and command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it is a blessed night. Blessed in what meaning? In that people will receive what they are supplicating. What they are asking. Those who are asking for paradise will get paradise. Those who are seeking protection from hellfire, they will get protection from hellfire. Those who are seeking strong faith and iman will get strong faith and iman. Those who are seeking closeness with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, intimate relationship with their creator, Allah will give them that. Those who are seeking uh, good character, Allah will embellish them with good character. Those who are seeking protection from evil traits and evil character, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will cleanse them from that. Those who are seeking to be protected from sin, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will protect them from sin. Those who are seeking health, Allah will give them health. Those who are seeking provision, Allah will give them provision. Those who are seeking marriage, Allah will give them marriage. You seek children. So it is a blessed night. Anything you ask for, Allah will give you. Condition is, you ask sincerely. Put your self before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sincerely 
Rasulullah says uh, that uh, actually Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says Laylatul Qadri khayrun min alfi shahr It is better than a thousand nights 83 years of worship in the worship of one night and the night of Laylatul Qadr will begin from Maghrib all the way until Salatul Fajr okay and it it is it can be any one of the nights the last 10 nights of Ramadan actually ulama almost agree on this that it changes every year it doesn't stay the same there are clear signs of it but the signs it's only after <laughs> Laylatul Allah doesn't give you the sign before because if we if we saw the signs before we were like Bani Israel right <laughs> waiting with telescope <laughs> waiting for that Oh, it's here, Laylatul Qadr. Come on, let's all worship. And then we pack things up. And Allah Azza wa tells us, well, He puts it in 10 days in Ramadan. So we make an effort over the, the last 10 days of Ramadan so that we inculcate good habits. The idea is not, Allah doesn't benefit from your prayer or from your dua or from your sadaqah or from your charity or from your staying up at night, or from your hunger or from your thirst. He doesn't benefit, you benefit. But if you do it just one day, it's not really going to change anything in you. We all know it's very easy to do one day with just worship and that's it, over. Assalamu alaikum, close the book. See you next year, inshallah. <laughs> but that's not what Allah wants from us. Allah has kept it over these 10 nights and He says, make an effort these 10 days, 10 nights, work hard. Why? Because it is hope that if you do it for 10 nights and 10 days, then you are going to start to what? Make a habit of worship. Make a habit of obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you're going to enjoy that feeling of closeness with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that will enable you to take and carry this out outside of Ramadan. So brothers and sisters, we should make an effort to spend as much. And the reason I say the masjid, because when you're in the masjid, you're protected from sin. If you can't be in the masjid, stay in your homes. Right? If you're able to stay in your home, don't come out of your home. Stay in your home. This is advice from Rasulullah A sahabi said, Ya Rasulullah, in the time of trials, in the time of fitan, how do I gain salvation? Rasulullah said, stay in your home. You want to be safe from sin and evil? Stay in your home. Why? Because in your home, that environment you're in control of. What you see, what you hear, what you speak of, all of these things you're in control of. When you go outside, you're not in control of all of these things. So what you come across, uh, it's outside of your control. Yeah. And so if you can remain in your home, if this, well, I'm not saying sit in your home and do nothing. Your necessity, your work, whatever that needs to be done. But the rest of the time, stay. And do what? Recite Quran. Make dhikr. Make dua. Pray salah. If you can't do any of these things, just sit and contemplate. Think about Allah. How many blessings am I enjoying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? How great is this creator who created the heavens and the earth? Right? And the stars and the moon and the sun and the oceans and the trees and the... And what? Endless. Think about this creator. And this creator is giving you an opportunity. Who are you? You are what? A speck? Not even a speck in this whole universe. You are insignificant. But Allah is giving you an opportunity to do closer to Him. And He says, my servant, come closer to me. And earn my pleasure. 
and earn my friendship. And so we make an effort, inshallah, we all know the things that should be done. Salah on time. Make sure that we are praying on time. Our obligations have to be offered on time. And if we can with jama'ah, that is best. Number one. Number two, we refrain from sin. This is the most important. The most important act of obedience after the obligation, fulfilling the obligation, which we are doing, alhamdulillah, we're fasting, we're praying salah, we pay our zakah. The most important act of obedience is to stay away from sin. And then after that comes, read Quran, make a dhikr. And Quran, by the way, during the day of Ramadan, everybody is reading Quran. You come to the masjid, people are reading Quran, station people are reading Quran, at home people are reading Quran, right? But at night, we don't read Quran. Rasulullah Sallam used to read Quran at night. In the nights of Ramadan, he used to sit with Jibreel alayhi salam and revise the Quran. And so also at night, make a habit of reading some a few ajza of the Quran, a few pages of the Quran. The dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this should be with us constantly. Last 10 nights, 10 days of Ramadan, always in remembrance of Allah. La ilaha illallah, astaghfirullah. Wherever you may be, la ilaha illallah, there is no God worthy of worship except Allah. Astaghfirullah, I seek forgiveness for my sins. Ask Allah for paradise and ask Allah for protection from hellfire. If you gain these two, then you have gained success in this life and in the hereafter. Make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. After every salah, in your every sujood. Ya Allah, I ask you for paradise, I seek protection from her. And make dua for the protection of our iman, ourselves, our children, future generations, that we remain steadfast on Islam, on in this uh, beautiful deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then uh, giving sadaqah if a person is able to give a certain amount of sadaqah every night of uh, these last 10 nights of Ramadan inshallah azza wa jal it is hope that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will multiply the rewards and it will be like you have uh, been given sadaqah for 83 years of your life Allahu Akbar and so if you give 10 pounds on a night for 83 years of your life 10 pounds every night hmm? we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to really give us um, f first and foremost realization of what we are living and how important this is in relation to our afterlife. This is number one. Sit and get that realization. And then after that, make some sacrifices and some effort to inshallah gain all of these uh, uh, <coughs> opportunities that are available to us. Uh, closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala paradise and protection from from hellfire and uh, having contentment in your life and feeling that you know you have a purpose and you are fulfilling that purpose right? and this is what everyone is seeking out there everybody that goes out in the morning or in the night they are seeking what contentment which is translated as happiness the truth is no happiness is everlasting what you want is you want peace of mind and in your heart you want to feel like you you have a life worth living and you're doing something with your life other than eating and drinking and enjoying yourself right? you're pleasing your creator you're serving your creator subhanallah wa bihamdihi subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika nashhadu an la ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa